the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea Kay. This is my America. That's right. There's nowhere I'd rather be. Every night of the week, I'm here with you guys from 6 to 8 p.m. because I just love sharing this time with you guys. And we've got a great second hour for you here. Why are so many Americans deciding to unretire? Unretire. So if you're retired right now, why would you be thinking about unretiring? Well, it could be because of what happened with the stock market today. Our good friend, financial thought, Dr. Dave Elhoff, will be here in a moment to break it all down for you, tell you what you need to know. Who, what, what is going on with Madison Cawthorn? Do we have a situation to where, um, some really sketchy skeevy dude kind of slid under the door into getting elected into Congress? Or is the establishment going after Madison Cawthorn to try to get him out of office because he's too much of a threat to them? He's a little too MAGA. Some crazy stories coming out about him. And I haven't been following the case, but our good friend Brian Maloney from Red Wave America will be here to share with you what you need to know because this is an election year and we need as many America First candidates and MAGA candidates as we can get. So stay tuned uh, for that later on. 888-344-1170 if you'd like to be a part of the show. Are you considering coming out of retirement? Are you considering unretirement? Are you worried about what happened with the stock market today? 888-344-1170. Of course, my man for hour two is the same man who's with me hour one every night of the week. It's DJ Potato Skins. No soundbite. I want to get to Elhoff because we are in deep doo-doo on the economic front. Well, we are, and I'm glad we got him because we couldn't find him last night. Dave he's Elhoff. retired, but he's here. Well, yeah. Dave Elhoff, were you, you're a former backseater in these these Navy fighter jets. Were you hanging out with Tom Cruise last night and your other fellow you know, jet fighter dudes? Is that where you, you were know, last night? I wish I was. It's the first movie that I've been excited about to see in a long time. Yeah, now. Um, no. I wasn't there. Well, I wish you had been there because, you know, I was thinking about you last night as friends of mine that were at the screening on uh, Naval Air Station North Island, one of which works who works for uh, the Air Boss. And I was thinking about you. And for those of you who don't know what a backseater is, think of it this way. Elhoff is was goose. Right, Elhoff? Correct. Are you there? Yes, I'm there. Okay. That is correct. That is correct. And I think that your personality is not unlike Goose as well. (laughs) Always the jokester. But tonight, we've got, there's really nothing to joke about when it comes to the Dow. We had the largest drop in years, didn't we? Yes, it was the largest drop in years. But I'll tell you what, AK, I talked to my people at First Trust, Brian Westbury, and before the drop happened, he said he believed that the stocks in the, the, the growth and the value area were 
properly priced. So I'm sure Monday, I send you that Monday morning outlook every mm-hmm. week. I'll send it to you again, but I'm sure he's going to say this is probably a buying opportunity before the end of the term. He is still not predict, predicting a recession. Now, there's a lot out there that are, but how long can it be? You remember back in 2020 when the market took a severe dive and it was a V-shaped recovery. Is it going to be that again? I don't know. There's a lot of headwinds that are there, but there's also a lot of tailwinds, such as people are starting to go back to work slowly but surely. And I'll tell you what, I flew out today, as I told you, I was in airports all day long. And I'll tell you, there's no mask, no requirement for mask Mm -hmm. on the airplane or in the airport at all. Nice. And as a matter of fact, the best news is, though, I could buy a drink and take it to the, through the terminal. <laughs> oh, yeah. Huzzah. We're back to cocktails on airplanes. That's something to celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I don't know if you ever go to Comic-Con at all or you got family members here, but they just announced today they're coming back this year. Comic-Con will be at the convention center, but they're requiring masks and proof of vaccination. So that was a little bit of a shocker when we do have um, gone back to, you know, freedom on airplanes. So that was a little bit of a disappointment. But we're talking to Dave Elhoff, financial thought doctor, about the breaking news today on the Dow. And I'm glad to have you bring some um, some measured response to this because I want to play a clip from an Obama, a former Obama advisor, Steve Ratner, and what he says uh, has to say about uh, the recession. Clip three. And then all of this, of course, has an impact on economic growth. And there's talk about recession. Uh, uh, Chairman Powell said yesterday that he was aiming for a, quote, softish landing. I don't know how you would feel if you were on a plane and the pilot announced that he was aiming for a softish landing. But it, but it, is, uh, it is a really open question as to where this plane does land. And you can see that in the economic growth numbers. Again, the forecasted growth dropped in, in less than a year from over 4%, almost 4.5%, down to 3% for this year. And again, if you look at the pink line at the bottom, you can see for next year expected growth down to 2%. So we're really kind of starting to bump along the bottom uh, before we potentially dip into negative territory. So what he's referring to there, Elhoff, is the the uh, the shrinkage of the GDP. Your thoughts? Well, my thoughts are this: is that who do you want to blame? Right. <laughs> I mean, when we had the greatest economy ever in the world, and suddenly now we're talking about recession, and we're talking about correction and we're talking all about this and you take a look at the policies coming out of washington particularly the administration and everything is anti-growth everything is additional regulation everything and the taxes regulation risk inflation all of that has increased overnight practically overnight Mm -hmm. and who do you put the blame on well, they're trying to blame Trump and Putin. What was this? What was this rate? There's some 50 point or whatever rate um, increase What that happened today. Um, can you explain? Happened uh, happened yesterday. And, you know, Brian Westbury says if it were up to him, he would have bumped it three, 
for 300 basis points right now and killed it in its place as opposed to doing 50, 25 basis points like they did before, 50 basis points today. They're going to do 50 basis points to do. If the Fed were serious, number one, they'd stop uh, uh, easy money. They'd tighten it. And number two, they would increase the interest rates more aggressively than they have. And that would solve inflation much quicker than doing this piecemeal stuff. What is a basis point? One uh, one basis point or 100 basis points is 1%. Okay. Okay. So, so it's basis points is a half a point. So that's, yeah, that's nothing to freak out about. I'm glad I asked you that. Right. Um, people are kind of freaking out in a sense. People are really worried. And um, something called unretirement is becoming a hot new trend. Um, in, uh, according to CNBC, it's because the labor market is so great. So people are able to come back and get jobs. That's not a bad reason to come out of unretirement. Um, when I initially saw that it, the headline, I thought, oh my gosh, this is because it's $7 a gallon of gas and food prices jumping everywhere. See, you know, seniors on fixed incomes can't afford to not work. How do you see this unretirement trend? I see it this way is that I will tell you that 90% of the people I see retire regret it. They oh. get it too soon and they get home. They can't golf every day and enjoy themselves. They can't fish that much and they are totally uh, bored. And I think that's what most of it is. is I do it. Yeah. Well, so you need product. Well, yeah, that's a good point because it could be, it could be, that is, a, could be an, an extra, not, that doesn't necessarily contradict my theory that if you're, you know, that it could be that you're bored and you're struggling to pay the $7 a gallon of gas. So it's like, well, why don't I go yeah. back to work right now? Right. And, you know, when young people are willing to sit at home and not, you know, and not work because they're happy to live in squalor and for on whatever the government cheese gets sent out, you know, somebody from, you know, another generation is like, hey, I'll go and hustle so I can make a little extra money, right? Right. An Uber driver that I rode with this morning. And I'll tell you what, Uber drivers are hurting from this gas price. The government doesn't help them out. I tell you what, they still want to go out there and drive and try to make a living. Yeah. And I think that's most of the people out I mean, why do people go back to work after they're retired. Is it because they can't afford it or is it because of these other social conditions? Not interacting with people, not being in the job force, not going somewhere that no. Well, it's yeah, we're, your connection's going out on us, but I think that it, it's, and I think there's a cultural difference going on, a, a cultural difference in our country. You know, older people like the idea of feeling productive. They like the idea of going to work and engaging in that job and engaging with other people while they're on the job instead of, you know, we've got so many millennials or whatever the gen crowd is, whatever alphabet they're using, are happy to sit at home alone um, on their devices or gaming all day long. They, they're not interested in going going into the workplace and, and feeling that sense of productivity and engaging with other people on the job. Concur. Right. Well, those kids are starting to figure out that, Hey, 
this is the one I had in mind. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Well, listen, um, I know you're tired. I know you've been traveling all day. Thank you for calling in. Tell everybody how they can get a hold of you so they can figure out what they should be doing with their retirement. And if they retired too soon, what could they be doing with their money? Should they go back to work? What should they then do with the money they get from work? Tell everybody how to get a hold of you. Yes, 619-548-0965 or dave at lhoff.com. You can email me, 619-548-0965. Let's have a conversation and just where you are. Because what I see most of the time is not what you see. And having an extra set of eyes, looking at it from 40-plus years of experience, and looking at people's financials for you down to all right, El Hoff, got to leave it there because your phone's going out on us, my dear. I'm going to make sure everybody has your contact information on my socials. Safe travels for the rest of your journey home. And you guys come on back because we've got another economic story that has to do with San Diego. And I want to get you to weigh in on it because I'm wondering how affected you are on this, like so many San Diegans. 888-344-1170. This is the Andrea K Show on AM 1170. The answer is San Diego. Andrea K, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to the Andrea K Show. Have you been struggling with your unemployment insurance claims to California? I know that friends of mine have. Uh, weekly unemployment claims in California have increased 2.46%. We're one of 15 states where the unemployment claims are actually higher now. Then pre-pandemic, so 888-344-1170. Before, I I, got to play a clip. You know, we're we're talking about tough economic times. How about we play something that... You know, first he insults MAGA. Yeah. isn't much better. Yeah, well, I I don't know. Well, let's refer to this as your daily moment of non-clarity from POTUS. And wheelchair basketball player, Matt Scott. Here we go. Don't jump. (laughs) She's our photographer. Look at her up there. So he's, uh, that's Joe Biden, President Joe Biden at a Paralympics event today, telling apparently people in wheelchairs not to jump. (laughs) <laughs> While taking a picture, um, I, I just thought we needed, as we're talking about tough economic times, we could all use a little bit of laugh. But is it really even that funny when we're I talking about... It, it's levity, but it's it's not funny because it's like, no, dude, they can't. Can you imagine if Donald Trump had done that? Oh, it'd be the main story on the TVs in there. Right. So back to talking money and economics. I mean, I you know, aren't we all reminiscent at, in... Uh, um, What's what's the term that's used when we all um, get nostalgic? Are we all nostalgic right now for the four years under the Trump administration? Greatest economy in U.S. history. Lowest level of unemployment for for every group. In fact, it was whether we're talking about women, African Americans, minority groups. Um, greatest business expansion, economic revival. You know, and that graph they were talking about, I actually watched it as the clip was playing, and you could see the highest of the high. Man, we were doing good. Yeah, we were doing great. And now people are... I'm curious about the unemployment claims, though, um, because... 
if one of the reasons why people are coming back from retirement, because we've got a great job market, why would people need to continue to file unemployment? I don't know if there's, and I'd like to hear from you guys if you can answer this. Are you having troubles? Um, why you would continue to need unemployment? Are you, are you having some frustrations? I know a friend of mine had problems a few months ago. Um, they denied her her unemployment claim for no reason. Well, at the same time, there were reports that um, there had been all kinds of unemployment fraud to where all these people that didn't deserve unemployment were getting unemployment. I don't even know how that happened. So do you have a story about unemployment? I'm curious as to, because I'm curious as to why this is happening in California. If we've got so many jobs available, why would anybody need to file unemployment? The only thing I'm thinking of off the top of my head, and I don't know, I honestly don't know. People can call in, it would be great to hear. Are people applying for jobs where, let's say, maybe they're not vaccinated and they're required to get a vaccine, hence they stay unemployed for longer than they would like? That's a good that's a good question. It also could be that certain industries were completely destroyed by covid restrictions, particularly anything related to hospitality. A lot of rest, you know, soup plantation, an entire chain of restaurants was gone, was gone. Right. Movie theaters are not. You go to movies all the I have not been to a movie theater since before COVID. I've been since they've opened. And I have to tell you, opening night for me used to be huge. I'd always go for the Marvel movies. And it was you could not find a seat now, maybe half full. Yeah. Yeah. It used to be to where if there was a major motion picture opening that people had been anticipating like a Top Gun. Lines out the door. Lines out the door. And in fact, I think that may be one reason why they did it the way they did it here at the Civic Civic Theater. They did it at North Island Island Naval Air Station, the Midway, instead of trying to do these theatrical releases at 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 movie um theater chains right um so but i'm i'm thinking that from anything related to hospitality they kind of destroyed they also kind of changed i mean i i think the industries that are still needing to hire people are related to tech they're related to anything related to healthcare, right but we know that mom and pop shops a lot of retail one of the things that benefited um, the left was people got used to ordering from Amazon. I mean, how much fatter could Jeff Bezos's pocketbook be? But how many people, I know so many people that never shop in, in brick and mortar anymore. I was just going to say, I know people and they would always shop brick and mortar. They got used to ordering from Amazon. And now that things have opened back up, they are still continuing those patterns and still doing things through Amazon. Right. So there could be a lot of people that worked in that kind of industry that don't really have the skill set for to match the jobs that are out there. We also have a push in this country right now and in California we uh, for diversity, equity, and inclusion to where you have to hire a certain number of people. So we could, we could be a situation to where some of the people looking for work can't get the job because they're not um, part of a, an identity group that people have to hire. I think there's lots of different factors here, Andrea, and that's why I think if people could call and let us know, maybe they're affected by it, maybe they know a family member that's affected by it, uh, but I think there's lots of different factors. I think there are a lot of factors, and I think it's all related to government control. I think, you know, it, uh, there there can be some fraud. There could be some people that just don't want to work. So how long can they ride the unemployment? They, there was a cultural shift. We talked about that earlier with Elhoff. There are people in this country that would just rather, you know, stay at home and not work. Some of that could be also because the mass formation psychosis that was done in the American people. We changed 
the psyches of Americans. There are Americans that are scared to go out in public. They're scared to go out and they're scared of COVID. We're, we now, when we have Comic-Con now trying to force people back into masks and, and demand proof of vax, that is, that is continuing to try to get into the minds of the American people that there is something to be feared with going in public. That keeps people at home. Well, especially the masks. You talk about how that was their number one tool. And now you look at, even though things are open, and again, I know people on this front as well, they don't necessarily wear masks all the time, but they're still now fearful of COVID. Yeah, they're still trying to push uh, some summer surge on us when we, you know, it's like this, you know, if you do think of it like the flu, I mean, typically the flu season. Um, I think we had Omicron. Remember last year? Uh, Omicron was supposed to shut down the country like the initial wave. It didn't. Then it was what you, what, when was it supposed to be the winter of death? Was that going into 2021 or was that going into 2022? 2021 right after the election. Or, yeah, I mean, so it's it's constantly trying uh, to keep us stoked with fear, which is why Fauci initially was like, oh, the pandemic's over. Then the Democrats were like, oh, you better back that up. Right. You better back that up. Um, speaking of movies, before I take a break, we were talking about movies earlier. Um, 2000 Mules. One of the reasons many people are saying, look, this whole leak with SCOTUS was uh, intentionally timed that because that draft was written in February, by the way. So why was the timing of the leak? Why now? One reason is the primaries this week. We had big primaries in Ohio, a big one going down in Pennsylvania, and this was the week for the release of 2,000 Mules. And this is a big release. This is a huge release because this is the movie with the proof. For a year and a half, they've been telling us, well, if there's proof, where is it? If there's proof, where is it? There it well, is. besides the fact that the proof is, is oftentimes the proof is right in front of your face. Wayne Allen Root has an article out, 2,000 Boyfriends and 2,000 Mules, and basically he's saying... If your if your boyfriend or husband comes home, even if he denies that he's had had an affair, been with somebody else, if he's got lipstick on his collar, if he's smelling like perfume, if his phone he was unable to be found, you know, for hours and hours, you 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 the, you you know when you know, right? One plus one often equals two. Absolutely. So we, even before Dinesh D'Souza's movie, there was plenty of evidence that fraud had taken place and enough to overturn the election. But fine, you wanted the Democrats, you wanted proof that you could see with your eyes and ears where here it is. The movie is 2000 Mules. It um, is the movie from Dinesh D'Souza, but it was executive produced by Salem Media Group. And it tells the story of the ones who tried to hijack the election, the presidential election, and it exposes what is truly jaw-dropping evidence, okay, about what really happened in November of 2020. There is no denying the truth. That's why Twitter suspended the account today. Because yesterday, the second and the fourth was when the movie releases happened. And so they suspended the account. But um, even though... Thousands of people still got to see it in the the movie theaters and during the national theatrical release. But in case you missed it or if you saw it and you want to see it again, see 2000 Mules again, there's a special virtual event that you can watch from the comfort of your home on May 7. You get to see the movie that Donald Trump calls the real blockbuster and you get to participate in a live Q&A with Dinesh D'Souza and others. You can watch on any device that has a web browser. Super easy. The showtime is 8 p.m. Eastern time on May 7. Visit 2000mules.com. Quickly, I want to even read to you an email from someone who saw the movie yesterday. And you can always email me, andreakshow.com, with anything that is on your mind. 
show ideas or feedback. Um, two comments here. It, this is from Diane. She says, um, OMG, I had to repeatedly use my hand to lift my jaw closed, praying for where this film will be used and that this will be seen by the masses. So this is from a viewer who got to go to the theatrical release. Another comment here about it is um, <clears throat> how, it, how it made her think about California. And she says... No way was the California gubernatorial race not hacked. Newsom did not beat Larry Elder legitimately. So watching 2000 Mules made this viewer also think that this is how Gavin Newsom was able to survive the recall. All right, we're going to take a, take a break. and we come back, we're going to talk about what is going on with Madison Cawthorn. Is he just an innocent victim of the GOP establishment that's trying to take him out? Or is he really legitimately out of his mind, crazy, insane, a skeevy, crazy, insane, skeevy dude. Well, I don't know the answer. I haven't been following this story, but Brian Maloney from Red Wave America will be here to give you all the details. Stay tuned. Andrea K. bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to The Andrea K. Show, 888-344-1170. Haven't we had enough salacious stuff and reports involving the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp case? Uh, and, and, be, and because of that, and, and because we've got so many serious, absolutely life and death issues going on in this country, uh, and, and SCOTUS Supreme Court justices fearing for their lives tonight, I really hesitated on reporting on this Madison Cawthorn mess that's going on. But now he's at the top of Drudge again. It's almost like every day that Madison Cawthorn, who is one of the few, uh, what is considered, at least, at least he was considered a MAGA, America first congressman. He was very young, just stole everybody's hearts at the, uh, 2020 Republican National Convention. And he won a seat in Congress. He's only 26 years old. And it has just been one thing after another the past few weeks. And so I feel like it has to be addressed because at a time in which we are desperate to not just uh, keep the MAGA, you know, a, a Republican Congress people we have, we need to add to it and we can't afford to lose it. He says he's being blackmailed. Here to explain to you what's really going on is my buddy uh, Brian Maloney from Red Wave America. Hello, my dear friend. Thank you for being here tonight. Hey, hey. Yeah, great to be back. I mean, I think the thing is with this Madison, I mean, we, you know, I've wanted all this to blow over. I've wanted things to go okay for him because you want to root for him because first of all, he's on our side on the issues. And number two, you know, one thing about him, Madison, is that he's got all the right enemies. <laughs> right. Really, the rhinos hate him. They hate him. And the left hates him. So you want to root for him naturally. Um, but then he seems to be self-destructing and then you can't do anything. You know, we can't save a guy who's just bent on, and he's almost like the male Republican version of Katie Hill, you know, the, the Democrat <laughs> who blew up, who, who was also really, really young. And I'm not saying we can't have really young members of Congress. It's not that, but I mean, you know, 26, how, how mature, 
you know, it's Congress. I, you know, Katie Hill, what was she like, 30? I mean, it was the same you know, she, kind of thing. Yeah, Katie Hill was young, but she wasn't that young. She was married in a throuple. Y'all remember, she was the throuple gal. And a video, right. a picture emerged of her with a staffer uh, sitting on the floor in front of her while she's naked, while she's on the sofa combing the girl's hair. I mean, uh, with the, what happened today, the latest with Madison Cawthorn today, it, that, I, I mean, I hear what you're saying about self-destructing, but today uh, a video was released by some pack that aims to get him out of Congress. And it was a video that he did years ago showing him naked. Supposedly his answer is a new, a new hit against me just dropped years ago in this video. I was being crass with a friend trying to be funny. We were acting foolish and joking. So this, this, I don't know if this was self-destruction or just as somebody, you know, if you're MAGA, they're going to be digging around uh, to, to see well, what they can they- find. They are. And that's, that's the thing. And if you've got a lot of that stuff in your background, you can't run for office anymore. Bottom mm-hmm. line. Um, if there is, a, if you know, there's a lot of incriminating stuff. And when I used to run campaigns, the one thing I learned in Republican campaign school, which I'm trying to remember who ran it. It was, um, it was a long time ago. The first thing you learned was to, uh, not do opposition research on your opponent first, but do opposition research on your candidate first, on your own candidate. Yeah. And part of that is grilling your, I mean, grilling your candidate, grilling your person and saying, look, you know, they are going to dig up everything there is on you. So don't lie to me right now. Tell me everything there is to know. I don't care how bad it is. Just tell me now and we'll figure out how to deal with it. But you can't hold it from me. You can't hold it back. Or, you know, we're going to be reading about it in the paper one morning. I'm going to say, why, you know, why did you hold that back from me? Right. Well, and the thing is, yeah. And the thing is, is at 26, um, I mean, did he never watch an episode of Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders making the team? I mean, that show has been around for 10, 12 years at, at a time in which he was a teen. He would have known then that you don't do anything with the, involving a camera that could come back and bite you. OK, how many girls Absolutely. lost out on their dream of wearing the DCC famous star outfit? Right. Because they were stupid and posted something nonsense up on social media or or sent a, you know, a racy picture to somebody or in this case, did a stupid video so he is even though he did this isn't a present day action that was self-destructive you're right he that when, when he did it if this was just a few years ago was too soon was was he was old enough to know better at this point and on top of it he ran for office anyway and when you're running for office for MAGA you're running for office at all as a Republican especially for MAGA they're going to be digging and digging deep and then that doesn't even explain yeah. but then on top of it He's being now also investigated for insider training. He did some trading. He did something stupid with putting his name behind cryptocurrency. Got arrested twice for trying to uh, put a loaded gun through the TSA. So he's a mess. But how can we afford to lose him, Brian Maloney? Well, that's that's the thing. So that's the problem. This is piling on. And it's five or six things now, most of which are really his fault. And if you want to say, well, that video was a few years ago or whatever, you know, I'm happy to say that I made it to my age without ever making a video like that. If, if your listeners have seen the video, that's one thing. I wouldn't recommend watching the video. It's pretty disgusting. Uh, it's pretty disturbing. I, you know, maybe they were goofing around or whatever, but that's not my idea of goofing around. Uh, <laughs> so a, you know, I mean, you know, uh-huh. family radio program, but, you know, um, but yeah, kind of like kind of like Bill Clinton yeah. was just goofing around with Monica Lewinsky. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. But that's, the, the thing here is, though, there's just too much piling on. And if you've got that much ammo, the left is just going to keep throwing it out and keep throwing. But the rhinos have been working against Madison for a while because I'm privy to some, I'm on some listservs, some mailing lists that, you know, they don't know I'm still on. And, uh, that turned into so I hear I see some of the rhino stuff I know what they're plotting a lot of the times and they've been after him for a long time and I was furious over it, but now it's like I don't think we can save the guy anymore and there are a lot of other Republicans running in that primary for that North Carolina House seat so you know the bottom line is I don't know if he can win the primary now um, much less win the general so this this is going to be tough but I think there's something to be said for maturity. Yes. Uh, you know, I'm not yeah. saying that, you know, I'm not saying every member of the house has to be Nancy Pelosi's age, but there's something to be said for maybe not putting somebody in Congress when they're two years out of college. Yeah. Uh, I you think know. you're right. I got to shift gears. Yeah, exactly. He's like, he's acting like he's a deak at LSU. Um, yeah. yeah. Gotta, you got to shift gears quickly while I've got you on the phone because, um, I, th- I, I there are a lot of eyes that are on the Pennsylvania Senate race, and in particularly after last night's debate, which was uh, broadcast on Newsmax with Greta von Susteren as the moderator, and the highlight for everybody was not oh Dr. Oz, it was Kathy Barnett and yeah. um, her statement that. I am so very grateful that our nation is having a very important conversation about life. I was the byproduct of a rape. My mother was 11 years old when I was conceived. My father was 21. And, um, and she went on, she went on to bust Dr. Oz for flip flopping after, you know, and, um, pressing him to say that she was not a lump of cells. And it was an extraordinary moment. Um, and it, and, and it wasn't even just that moment. She also talked about how as a Republican, she can go into all these different communities and attract minorities from the Asian community and on and on and on. And it's like Pennsylvania should, I mean, there should be no other choice for them at this moment. Well, and that's what I thought for a while, but there were people, there was a lot of chatter about Cassie a while back. Well, she's not really conservative enough or whatever, they, that she's a rhino. And I don't think she's sounding like a rhino at all. And I always thought from the beginning, well, even if she's not perfect, she'd be better than Dr. Oz, who absolutely is not one of us and never will be. He will be a Mitt Romney, Susan Collins mm-hmm. vote in the Senate. They will have a new ally in there. And Kathy, Kathy, I don't sense that at all. So I don't think we could. And you look at the rest of the candidates in there. What else do you have? So can she win the primary? I mean, I haven't seen a poll that showed Oz way ahead. Uh, you know, of you, I haven't seen one that showed him with any commanding lead. But you know, don't forget though. The problem here that we have is that Fox has been promoting the you know what out of Oz. Oh yeah, um, this whole time. All, all of the primetime guys have been promoting, oh, look, it's you know, Oz, because he's one of our friends here at Fox, you know, because he's been on Fox a lot. Uh, so that's been a real problem. I've seen people say on Twitter, wait, I, you know, I've seen Oz on Fox. I thought he was an okay guy. I didn't know he was a rhino. And that's, so there's a problem there. Because I think Kennedy's probably still promoting him. It's, you know, come yeah, on. I stopped, li- yeah. Position. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, Oz couldn't have been any farther up Fauci than if he was Dr. Burks. So it was ridiculous yeah, last yeah. summer. Um, 
Look, I, you know, she's she's talked about how she was uh, tied for lead like Republicans. Why are you acting like it's a long shot and I can't win this? I'm tied for lead. And the person she mentioned who was tied with her um, was not Mehmet Oz. It was it was uh, was it McCormick? It was um, I don't remember his name. So, um, yeah, yeah. so it's not even Dr. Oz. So she's like, I'm not a throwaway vote. Yeah, so maybe Oz isn't even in this thing, and it's just something where the media and other people just assumed that he would be the frontrunner because he was somewhat famous or fairly famous. But that doesn't mean Republicans in Pennsylvania are going to back him one bit. So, I mean, I you know, let's just hope that that debate was uh, uh, just you know move the needle, and and this is who we've got because I would love to back her. Uh, and I'm encouraged by what happened in Ohio, too. I think mm-hmm. that, you know, I think in Ohio, that's something I want to get behind. I mean, the Democrats are all over that race. Yes. They're pouring money, resources, everything into Ryan for, the, you know, to their Democrat. And what am I saying conservatives do? Uh, this week, oh, oh, they've all got pictures of themselves at Mar-a-Lago attending the film premiere. Oh, look, at, you know, the, all the nice photos with the, the luxury environment. That, I'm thinking, do you understand what the other side is doing right now? Right. They are energized. They are focused like a laser on Ohio and other states, other places where if we lose, we will not get the control You know, we're so complacent. Oh, we've got this. We've got this. No, we don't. We need to work our tails off and raise a ton of money and get out there and get focused. And this, you know, these conservative influencers who, you know, look, I attended this movie premiere or whatever. Oh, great. Well, what does that do for any of us? Yeah, that doesn't. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's kind of like we've talked about so many times before with these big events, you know, that happened with these big, you know, um, so-called conservative outlets putting on these events everywhere that don't do anything to move the needle. All they do is make money for the event organizers. And so that's what's going on. Got to leave it there, my spicy fried chicken. Thank you for being here tonight. Brian Maloney, Red Wave America. Thank you for being here, my dear. All right, when we come back, are you guys ready for Drag You Taunt? We'll explain when we come back. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Andrea, congratulations on expanding to a second hour. This is incredible. This is the time to celebrate. And in fact, in your honor, I plan on sending you a lovely gift basket with everything from Israel, from beautiful lotions and different fragrances and candles and, of course, who can forget Israeli falafel? Without falafel, you don't have a gift basket. It is that simple. But I'm very pleased. I'm so honored to not only be on your show as a guest, as a frequent guest, I might add, but also to be able to contribute to your amazing success. I wouldn't be surprised if you have a third hour. It's just a matter of time. Thank you kindly and continue the great work. Oh, thank you, BB. I can't wait to get the gift basket with the falafel in it. Y'all know I love me some falafel. I love anything fried, including a wad of, uh, I think uh, I think falafel is a wad of chickpeas, deep fried chickpeas. Hey, I'm all about anything deep fried. All right. Are you guys all about a drag you taunt? Hey, where I come from, we had debutante balls. Now we got drag you taunt. 
Balls, yeah, that's happening. And not only is it happening in Denver, but it's going to be produced by Tyra Banks and turned into a show to be aired on Discovery TV. See, everybody's been thinking about Disney, right? Everybody, oh, Disney, they're not the only production outlet or broadcast outlet or media outlet or movie outlet that's targeting your kids. And to think that Tyra Banks is producing this is absolutely foul. She needs to be canceled. It's a six-episode series hosted by Tyra Banks as executive executive producer called Generation Drag. And they are going to, six-episode series, follow five teens and their families as they prepare for their biggest drag performances at Dragutant. It's a drag show designed specially for teens and tweens, a.k.a. minors, um, it's a drag ball for kids, uh, children ages 8 to 18 years old, 8 years old, performing drag while working side by side with professional drag queens to have their makeup done and create a look that lets them express their inner diva. Uh, this is uh, from TLC's parent, comp- parent company, Discovery. And they put out a press release that says between the glitz and glam, ups and downs and nerve rattling stakes, their parents and quote drag moms guide them along the tumultuous journey to the ultimate drag utant stage in Denver, Colorado. <gasps> I'm on the edge of my seat. This is just absolutely so amazing. Um, numerous child drag queens are highlighted in the show, such as Jameson, who performs as Ophelia Peaches. There's Noah. Uh-huh. Who performs as <laughs> Pop-Tart? Noah, is that your... Is that I am your, not DJ your, Pop-Tart. You're not no. DJ Pop-Tart. And uh, DJ uh, Noah, a, a.k.a. Pop-Tart, is a, quote, trans female teen exploring his, not her, first ro- uh, romantic relationship um, Pop-Tart doesn't like the fact that his family has old family photos that show him as a boy and not trans. Um, there's Vinny, who's a child who performs as Vanessa Shimmer. Um, there's another, Nabella, who's a young boy who's been a part of drag culture and pride parades since he was nine years old. His alter ego is Dunkashay. This is about as foul and disgusting as it gets. That there's, and you know who I blame here? Not just Tyra Banks and Discovery Plus. I blame the parents. I was just going to say that. You've got your kid involved in this. You need to seek psychiatric help immediately. Oh, we got to protect trans kids. Well, how about you protect children before they get grow up as children? Before they get before they get recruited into trans kids. One of the one of these kids here, actually, the parent talks about how. Uh, their kid um, has uh, been involved in this since the early days of Drag Queen Story Hour. Remember back a couple of years ago, a few years ago, when this Drag Queen Story Hour was happening at libraries all across, across the country? This is a result of that. This is what we going, got going on, Drag Utah. All right, well, tomorrow's Friday show. Bob Walters will be here. We've got other great stories for you. We'll see you then. Peace out. Love you all. <laughs> Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.